Maybe so. You know, I went out to the, the location where we're going to be filming. Where we're going to start filming. This oh, week. we're already filming. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now. Now. But we just started. Yes. But we, you went before we started. Yes. And oh my goodness, I, I don't know if you're ready for this. Really? You mean the distance? Yeah. The not only the distance, but the area of Los Angeles. This is. I'm very familiar with it. Because last season we filmed out in Simi Valley. Correct. And I think the audience knows it. What happened is. Netflix and Amazon TV and all these streaming services have rented out all of the available sound stages. These are the places we film like our in show. Hollywood. In Hollywood, they've rented them all. They've put on. They not only have they put them on hold, but they've paid up front to keep them on hold, like like paying in advance yep. for a lease. So, which has forced a lot of productions like ours out into the goonies the suburbs the suburbs beyond i uh, live out in the boonies yeah well and and where we were before it was closer to you it's 23 miles so it was closer to me than where we're about to go where yeah. we are now right but um it was different because see me see me is a city it's yeah. a suburb but it's a city yeah. where we're going is not it's more country right it's a lot of it's a lot of cowboys yeah yeah a but, lot of farms. So I was looking to to find a place to rent out there because I don't want to drive all that way. I, I I that's the worst part of Los Angeles is all the driving. You have no problem with it. Michelle. No, I don't. Well, I don't understand you. I, I'm weird. I cannot. I get frustrated because I'm paying attention to what everyone's doing, and I can see everyone's doing the wrong thing. Driving's my therapy. I listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I listen to TV shows. I listen to a bunch of things um, when do I'm. Do you driving. let people in, like if they want to sort of skirt in? I do. Yeah, yeah, I do because we're all in this together. I, I let them if they're ballsy enough to do it. I do, but I don't necessarily just let everybody. No, get I don't in. let everybody in. Yeah, I'm still a New Yorker through and through. Yeah, but if I see somebody who's like, like for me, if I'm panicking because I have to get off and I, yeah. I wasn't paying. Right. I'm going to let you in. I'm gonna, sure. But if you're being a dick about it, no, yeah. I'm going to pull up to the bumper, baby. Yeah. Well, this is oh, this is happening in all the major cities, this kind of traffic. I know Atlanta has, is really, really bad with traffic. And then uh, L.A. is notorious. L.A. and New York. Uh, oh, my God. Good. Yeah, and going yeah. to to um going to Kennedy Airport, it's like there is a train, but it takes you so long. This is what needs to happen in Central in, London. It's pretty shitty too. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, someone long ago made the decision that rapid transit in LA was not going to be a thing. No, like and I know trains. you love it. I like in New York. I jump on the train. No, no, no. no. In LA, the LA. We were talking about the LA. I did, but it's still hard to get there. Yeah, that's the it's problem. Still hard to get there because it doesn't go everywhere. And the thing about buses here is that if you jump on a bus, you still get arrived there the same time that you would if you were in your own car. Correct. Uh, it's just that you know, in your own car, you don't have to sit in someone's pee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe yes. maybe you pee yourself. I don't yes. know. <laughs> But uh, uh, I told you about that one time I jumped on a bus and I, I put my hand down first to... Um, to check the seat? I, I don't know why I put my hand down first. I just sort of put it down to sit down and it was... It was not wet. Soaking wet. It was not. It was soaking wet. What did you do? I thankfully had a, a napkin in my bag uh-huh. and I sat in another seat. Oh I said that God. just like Valerie Cherish again. You I'm did. doing it. That's all That's I did. That's because you just watched I it. I just watched it, so yeah. So you have her cadence. And come back, yeah. Anyway, so... Um, I think the city planners did us such a disservice. There's a, a urban legend that somehow fu- some tire company was was behind us in LA not getting a subway 
But we do have a subway. Yeah, finally. Now, in 2018. We've been having it, Rude. Nobody uses it. Well, the, the subway doesn't come to where I am. No, I'd have to drive to the It starts in North Hollywood, subway. I think. Yeah. I'd have to drive to the train at Hollywood and Highland. Yeah. And then here in West Hollywood, there are no trains. And if I, I couldn't really... I there couldn't. ain't nothing where I live. It's nothing. crazy. But what you said, I don't know how you do it. It was a trade-off and I mentally switched off. I think a lot of it was because I grew up in New Jersey and would go to New York City and I would take the train and then when I got old you enough- take the path? I would drive. I'd take the path when mm-hmm. I lived on that side of, of the tunnel. Um, but in my mind, and I used to smoke when I drove, so it was like, I didn't care. I'd just sit mm-hmm. there, listen to my music, smoke my cigarettes. It became like therapeutic. So now it's a trade-off because my daughters go to public school and I live so far out because that's where the public schools are decent mm-hmm. that when I made the um, mental switch of I'm going to be living out there for them to go to high school mm-hmm. there, I'm going to have to deal with driving. My husband hates to the to the fact to the point where he said as soon as they graduate we're moving closer to the city Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i have an issue with closer to the city because you don't get as much for your money where you know and it's like this i don't want to end up there forever i i think it's worth it uh to not have to drive somewhere one of the reasons i love being in west hollywood is because if i wanted to i jump on my bike i walk someplace i can go wherever and i don't have to get in the car because when when you know when you hear people talk about la traffic Imagine it, but then double it by a hundred. You're right. You're not even because exaggerating. It's not. Yeah. Uh, it's no joke. It ain't no joke. I have sent videos to people who don't believe me, especially getting on the four or five at five o'clock, oh five thirty. I have sent videos to people to show them because my doctor's in Santa Monica, uh-huh. so there's times where the only he only has a three o'clock yeah. available. So by the time I'm done, it's four o'clock. So yeah. guess what? I'm writing right into. Yeah, you're literally getting on the four or five and doing nothing. Yeah, it's a parking lot. Mm-hmm. There has to be. A better way and we just haven't found it yet you know what i when you said that i thought of um robin s love for love she goes there, there has to be a bike and down the melody a better way i'm giving you love you know whatever i anyway, love that song yeah i love it love it okay so uh, i thought of there's <laughs> got to be oh, yeah. a way mariah yeah. oh, that's right mm-hmm. mariah yeah. Great. All right, so yes, uh, we were talking about- We got on a tangent. How do we get- Oh, the new studios. The new studios are very far. So it's in a different kind of- Very far. different kind of place. Were you able to find a place to rent? No, no. I'm going to have to at least drive (laughs) at least 10 minutes. Oh, no. (laughs) 10 whole minutes? You know, we do 14-hour days, so I don't want to get in traffic. I I can do 10 minutes, but I don't want to do anything. I want to be able to roll up. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Because here, when we were at at Hollywood Center Studios, I could literally roll out of bed and be in that makeup chair in six minutes. I know. And you can stop at Good Earth and pick up an acai bowl. I certainly could. I know. I know. It sucks, but... It is what it is. We have to, I guess we have to look at it like we're so grateful that we're still going, season yeah. 11, mm-hmm. and that people still want to see our show. Where we're filming now is very inconvenient for me too, so mm-hmm. you're not alone. Yeah. It's not only, you know, I'm coming from way north, but mm-hmm. it's also that way. Yeah. yeah. So it's not straight down. It's that way. Well, if I'm renting a house, you know, um, you know, you can crash And I will. Pad. Yeah. If you find one. Yeah. I don't know how many VRBOs and airbnbs there are in that town well, there you know i actually did go and see one that was in um i won't say yes uh but in it the was area. that was 20 it was 20 minutes away and i'm like 20 minutes away because i can't i can't and one of the ideas was to either get a car service so that at least i'm not the one driving but i still don't want to be in a car that long or well, where do they have the girls 
What? In a hotel, a yeah. local hotel. Oh, I, that's a good question. Yeah. That's a good question. It's not like it's a vacation spot. Right. Whereas See Me, believe it or not, people will go see the Manson Ranch and oh, things the like Reagan that. Library. The Reagan Library's yeah. out there. Yeah. And See the, me has the, porn, a lot. the porn capital. I mean, I mean the, 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 the porn cap- capital. That's Chatsworth. Yeah, well, that's right next door to See Me Valley. So a por- porn star's got to live somewhere. See Me Valley. They got to film somewhere. Yeah. You know, how many pornos have you seen in a hotel room, you know? Mm, plenty. Yeah. So um, th- there you have it. So there are plenty of hotel rooms out in Simi Valley, although we couldn't get our old studio from Simi Valley this year. So much production happening. So much. So much production. So much. But the one that we have, we'll take and we'll do and we'll figure it out. But We'll figure it out. It is summertime. It's going to be very hot. hot. It's going to yeah. be so hot. But Lots hey. of fresh fruits and vegetables on the sides of the road. This is what we do to bring you this <laughs> show. Where'd you get the Italian horn? Well, I got the Italian horn from eBay. Oh, okay. I got it so cheap and it's 14 carat. So cheap? What's so cheap Well, like... You? 80 bucks 70 bucks no that's that's great that's a great right? price yeah 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 so i got that and then i got the um because i got my dna test back again i did my second one so are have you, you black? done any yet no i have and when i was at um i'm not black i again. got an ancestry.com thing it's in the other room okay that, i didn't um, it's the only one i haven't done i did my heritage and 23 and me right after we interviewed suzanne summers she talked about 23 and me yes and i did that one and i did my heritage and i read an interview i've read multiple interviews that said if you do five different ones, you're going to get five different answers. Really? And so I was like, I'm going to do five different ones. Okay. So far, I'm on two. Yeah. I'm going to do Ancestry next. Yeah. Um, there are some things the same. Italian is there. Ashkenazi. Uh-huh. Um, Jewish is there. This one says I'm 23% Iberian from the Iberian Peninsula between Spain and Portugal. Uh-huh. Um, so there's that. And it also said that I'm 4% West Asian. Which my husband said on a map means like Saudi Arabia. Oh. And... Also, oh, you'd look really good in harem pants. Is that racist? No, uh-huh. I also don't I think that's Egyptian. Isn't oh, um, four percent Greek. Okay, it's all Greek to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, the normal. I got between fifteen and twenty percent Irish and Scottish, uh-huh. whatever. Yeah, and um, so they were different, but some common threads. Sure. Yeah. So again. The more I read, the more people are saying, yeah, I'm going to call bullshit on this. They can't really do extensive DNA because mm-hmm. it's really pricey. So this is like a glossed over DNA situation. Right. But there is some validity to it. Yeah. But um, See, I'm going to yeah. try to get on that show. Was it called Finding Your Roots? That's what I want to do. What's his name? I know what Gates. you're talking about. I see a Gates. Gates. Is it Gates? I see a Gates. It's, who do you think you are? No. That's that's a Lisa Kudrow show, isn't it? Well, she did that. Are? She was on it. Oh, because I think that's her. She oh, she produces, produces that show. Something. But Gates. that's where it goes back. Your ancestry. Yeah. Henry Louis Gates Jr. Henry Louis Gates. And who's Jr. that? He's this guy who I think wrote the book on finding your roots, and then he's got this show on PBS with all these celebrities doing who who any ancestry. Discovers. Yeah, yeah. He does that. I want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why do you want to know so bad? Is because, because you're adopted? I'm adopted. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, you met your birth mother. And, I met my birth mother. She died two years ago, but my birth grandmother's still alive. She, all she knows is that sh- her mother was from Ireland, which I'm there all the time with Ireland's Got Talent. So I want to do some, yeah. I want to go. And she's one of 13 and she doesn't, they were dirt poor. Most of them were split up and put into foster yeah. care because they weren't being able to be afforded. Yeah. You know, they couldn't afford the kids. So a, a lot of them don't know. She was told the mother was from Ireland. The father's from Germany. Mm-hmm. And I have no Germany in my tree. <laughs> mm-hmm. So 
I think that because of the, the kids were all separated, nobody really knows the truth. Right. So right. this would help with that. My biological grandfather was from Hungary, Hungarian accent, the whole the whole nine. There was no Hungarian in my tree either, hmm. unless that comes into the Ashkenazi, which is the Eastern European, mm-hmm. and Hungary was in on that. Right. He wasn't Hungarian Jew. So but. so the two fact the two arms of Jew, Jew Judaism is Ashkenazi and Sephardic and Sephardic. Yeah, um, Sephardic are the darker the Spanish. Oh yeah, that way mm. the darker skinned uh-huh. Sephardic are what a Saudi. Um, Persian, yeah. all that is Sephardium. Yeah. And uh, our producer's Sephardic, isn't it? Aren't you Sephardic? Ashkenazi? Yeah. Oh. Ashkenazi I is. I think he's the, leotarded, is what he is. That's a different sect. Yeah. That's the third. Uh-huh. Ashkenazi is the East, the European. Uh huh. That, that way. Right. So I don't have Sephardic. I don't know if I, you know, I, I've considered going and doing that thing. I, I think the only way I would do it is if, if Louis Gates, what's his name? Henry Some, Louis Henry Gates. Henry Louis Gates did did it because I want the real deal if I'm going to do it. That's the way to do it. Yeah. But this is still fun and you should do it. I feel weird it. about sending in my my my, my stuff, my DNA to so some Barbara company. Barbara Streisand going to get it and clone your ass? And clone and turn me into a dog or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should do it because but it's isn't fun. that weird though giving up all your, your DNA to, to some company you, who's putting it in, in their computer database. Yes, yeah, so you're watching too many movies, but yeah. yes. What you could also do is not give your real name. I, I assume that they don't ask for the, your real name. Oh, yeah, name. you give a name. Oh. I give them my... I, I give them Dorothy Spornak. Perfect. Uh-huh. But that's all they'd need to know. But here's the cool thing. With the one through 23 and me, I you know I found my biological parents, so it's not a big deal. But if I hadn't, a cousin on my mother's side reached out to me and said, we're match in DNA. We match uh-huh. DNA. This is who I am, and she's my cousin. So oh. I would have found my mother through her. Oh, I see. If I so hadn't. you let me just recap. You sent this stuff in. You and send they it. Told in. you become part of a database. A database, and somehow they, they will they, say, "Yeah, you match these people. Your most amount of DNA matches with these people oh. who have done it. Also, you're related. Okay, and that my cousin." sent me a message through 23andMe.com and said, I'm from New Jersey. This is who I am. And have you contacted her? She then in turn said, oh my God, I now know who you are. Lisa and Kim are my cousins. You're their sister. I see. But my point in saying this is, if I didn't know who my mother was and you everything found turned up nil, yeah. I would have found her Because you're a regular Jessica Fletcher. That Felcher. Murder Jessica she wrote. Yes, yes, Jessica Felcher. She, uh, she found, she solved the mystery. That's cool though. Uh, it is cool. Because is I wouldn't cool. have been, you know, that's, you know, I was like, what do you want? Yeah. Are you looking for money? Yeah. So yeah. that was, that was pretty cool right. to be able to find a cousin through that. Whereas normally I wouldn't have been able to. Find well, her. I know a lot of my cousins and I am not. <laughs> You're not interested in matching DNA. <laughs> for an adopted kid, it's pretty awesome. I guess it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But for people who don't want to, you know, <laughs> know what's already standing, people are like, please adopt me. Get yeah. me out of this DNA. Oh but I think you should do it just for shits and giggles. Like, yeah. I didn't know I was West Asian or Greek. Or, or maybe a West Indian. I mean, I, I thought I was. Uh-huh. I was begging for Sub-Saharan African. <laughs> My husband got 1%. One percent of what? Sub-Saharan African. Okay, but well, that's you, normal, though. You know what percentage? <laughs> uh-huh. I think it's very normal, though, for people to be all over the place with that stuff. You know, of course. But, we're know. listen. At the end of the day, we are all in Annihilation. That movie had a little bit to do with the fact about cell migration. Sure. We're all born of this one yep. single cell yep. that mutated, mm-hmm. not mutated, it split. 
Yeah. You know, it became two, two became four, four became eight, and so on and so forth. Oh my God, that sounds like math. It's a lot of math. Yeah. But the point is, we are all the same person. We are the same person. It's bizarre. Isn't that bizarre? And isn't it interesting that the ego wants to separate us? It wants to say, oh no, um, we're over here and you guys are over there, so stay on your side of the thing. And, yeah. you know, it's so but funny. But that concept of the ego, too, Rue, is. You're a lot more progressed and evolved than the average human. My husband is now reading um, The Power of Now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been reading it. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time to really soak it in. Yeah. Then by accident, he plugged his iPod into... You had pre- impregnated my iPod years yeah. ago with, yeah. with the audiobook. Yeah. And of, we were... Uh, tr- a new of, earth. of a new earth. Yeah, which is the same book as Power of Now. It's just he, he went back and he s- somewhat simplified... The Power of Now, which is a little harder to read. It's very heady. It's very heady. Yeah. A New Earth, same material. It's easier to digest. So I have the audio version that Rue put on my podcast that um, I hated it on my podcast because I'd be running or on working your out. iPod. iPod. Yeah. And it would all of a sudden be like a Donna Summer mix into like a New Earth. Yes. But Annette Cartole's voice is very monotone. Yes. And anyway, the point is he didn't know he had put it on uh-huh. his thing and it popped up and it was right at the right time, yeah. the right quote that he needed. Yep. And he's like, where did this come from? And I go, how do you have that Cartole? He goes, I must have downloaded it by yeah. accident from yeah. when, because we yeah. were sharing the same iTunes Isn't library. it funny? We're going to go to break, but isn't it funny how coincidences happen? Co- they're, well, they're, they're not, not coincidences. They're not coincidences. In mm. fact, those things, when they happen like that, are there to remind you that you are exactly in the right rhythm that you should be. Yeah. In fact, you, you should... Uh, you, you, a lot of people say, oh my God, that was so weird. The opposite is true. That's not weird. That's normal. Same thing with deja vu. Deja vu. That is a normal occurrence when you are in sync with what get, getting some getting information that you really needed at that time. That's normal. Yeah. What's not normal is when you are out of sync Fighting and it. you're not getting that information in sync. Yes. You know, it's an interesting thing and it's an interesting shift in your consciousness to uh, expect miracles, to expect miraculous, uh, you know, interventions and, and occurrences. I tried to teach them. My daughters go through this with their anxiety and their depression and taking the weight of the both world. Both of on, them? Both of them, Lola too. Don't even get into it. Oh. It's different in a different way. It manifests. Yeah. But um, uh, it was it's there. Yeah. But um, thank God for therapy and medication yeah. for both. This is just the lot that I'm given. Yeah. But for me to try to tell them in certain instances to take the ego out of it, I have to practice what I preach, A, and I, tr- I try every day of my life to mm-hmm. be conscious of it. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. B, to tell a kid that concept when we as adults yeah. are having a hard time understanding, removing the ego. Mm-hmm. Do you know what a mind fuck that I is? I know, especially since they're just now learning the rules of being a uh, human in the society. Yeah. And then to tell them, okay, um... Flip it, yeah. flip it. It's like, wait a minute. Wait, it's yeah. hard for them to get it. Really hard. And I yeah. understand how hard it is for a 16 and a 17-year-old to understand it. 17 to? She, 17 to? Uh-huh. 16 and 17. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Lily's going to be 18. Oh my God, it's all coming Lily's up. Lily's anyway. going to be 18? 18. I'll That's ridiculous. Oh, you mean, huh? Yeah. Huh? Uh-huh. 18? 18. Are you sure? 18. 18 years ago, I birthed her. Oh my God. I know. Crazy. I remember. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. It's real. Oh, gee. We're going to take a break. Uh, we'll be right back with more of everything. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's a good way to put it. Style. Now, some of us have it mm-hmm. and some of us don't. Amen, But sister. just because a sense of style seems elusive to, for some, you know, doesn't mean you can't attain it. Mm-hmm. It's not impossible. Nope. Then there's no time like the present to discover the style you never knew you had. And you can with a little help from Stitch Fix. Now, Stitch Fix has reimagined the way we find and buy clothes because it's so convenient. It's so convenient. Stitch Fix understands that life gets busy, so just tell them your sizes, your favorite types of clothes, and how much you want to spend, and your personal stylist, yes, we said personal stylist, will pick out clothing for you based on your Your preferences. preferences. You can try before buying, so if an item doesn't fit or you don't like the way it looks, don't even worry about it. Just send it back free of charge, and I did this whole thing because I joined Stitch Fix. You log on, you ask some base, they'll ask you basic questions about your sizes. They'll give you pictures even to say, I like this better than this. Mm -hmm. You know, your styles, your budget, right from your laptop, smartphone, or tablet. Your personal stylist then springs into action, hand selecting five brand new clothing items just for you. I know... I know, personal stylist sounds like it's, you know, something only the rich and famous can have, but I'm telling you, you can too. Stitch Fix's styling fee is only 25 bucks, which is actually waived if you keep all five items. And since your personal stylist only uses your preferences to pick your clothes, you're still in complete control. And Rue, once your items arrive, you try them on and you only pay for what you keep. If you don't like something or you need another size, just send the items back. No questions asked. Shipping is always free both ways. It's so customizable. Get your fix whenever you want or sign up to receive scheduled shipments. The choice is yours. It's all up to you. We love Stitch Fix. Hurry to stitchfix.com slash rue to get started now. Keep all five items in your box and you'll get 25% off your entire purchase. That's stitchfix.com slash rue. Stitchfix.com slash ru. Now, Michelle, you play video games. I've never played a video game in my life, even Dragopolis. Which you don't available. play video games? I don't play video games, Joe. I got I, I have other things to do. I don't when I'm wasting when I want to waste some time or just just drift off. I'll read a book or I'll watch television or watch a I movie. I mean, me too. I do Listen all to of music. that. I like. I they say video games keep your brain going too, like Alzheimer's and stuff. It keeps your brain. Going. I would think it's the opposite. It's not. Yeah, it's been proven. I do a lot uh, of those brain games too. Like you yeah. have to think. Um, and then I do a lot of the match three, like, you know, Christmas Sweeper and Bejeweled and all those. Anyway. I have no idea what you're talking about. I know, I'm about. speaking Greek to you. Yeah. But I insist and I implore everybody listening to play video games on silent. That's what I do. So you get the benefit of the brain. But what happens is, and the reason I freak out on my daughters when they have games with music on, and Lily, for the most part, does not listen because she was obsessed with a video game, computer game called Undertale, so much so that she bought the soundtrack to it, like she was obsessed with it. And I know the music now when I hear it come up on her on her MP3 player. But anyway, the point of me saying this is, I used to play a video game in the very beginning of video games, like portable ones. Miss Pac-Man. Called Tetris. Oh yeah, I remember right. that one. Tetris, I would play in, I would play, because it's an OCD game. So I would play it day in and day out. And I would play it with the music on until one night I couldn't fall asleep because the music was in my brain. It was Uh an earworm. I couldn't, it was making me go insane. Uh And I realized there's a downside to playing video games with repetitive music. Was there a song sound, did it sound like the Venga Boys? Well, that's, um, oh, what game is that? Super Mario? It's one game that that has. You're that. asking me over it here. It has that. Yeah, that's a video game. boys coming. Yeah, there's a video game that has that. So was the Tetris? It was no. It had like its that? own. Yes, it's uh-huh. addictive. 
but the music was an earworm and it made me sick. It was a brain worm. Oh. It was going over and it was like, a, <laughs> like I was going crazy. Was it, um, what is love? Baby, Baby don't, don't hurt me. Don't, don't hurt me. me. No, no more. No. <laughs> but I wish that. it was. Sing the Tetris song. I don't to me. know it. Is it other words to it? No. It's it was a, just the music. It's like a dun 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 dun. Exactly. Yeah. Like one of those things that goes over and over, and I realized this is infecting my brain. Yeah. And it's not good for me. So now I never and as a matter of fact You never listen with the sound. Never. On. And if if it's on by accident, I get so angry uh-huh. that when I buy a game, the first thing I do is go into the settings, all sounds off, all music off. Oh my God, you're buying games. And I know p- what yes, this I sounds like to people because I it, it's not part of my life. So I don't, I can't I imagine buying a game. I'd rather buy shoes. I l- Me too, but you're talking 99 cents, Oh, they're Rue? 99 cents? Yes. Well, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's like, uh, you know, it's a, a percentage of... A, I love a, Trivia Crack. I love Fight List is my favorite at the moment. Oh. Word Whistle, Choco Christmas. Still the Christmas ones are left. That Snoopy racial. Pop. That sounds racial, actually. Tune Blast, <laughs> Stick Hero. Yeah, I play all those. <laughs> and I, I do like, you know, the Animal Crossings and the ones like that, too. But mm. my kids have been raised on video games. Mm. Lola does not give a shit about video games. Lily is has nintendo switch mm-hmm. she's obsessed with it mario i told you her favorite youtubers are called or podcast people are called the game grumps uh-huh. she's obsessed with yeah, it it's crazy it's crazy now listen i i went open housing yesterday because on sundays here in um hollywood i like to drive around and go to open houses in beverly hills and and hollywood hills and rue calls it the flats of beverly the hills. flats of beverly hills I've been looking because there. that's what you're doing intention work yeah yeah, ex- exactly. Okay. But yesterday, I w- walked into a house and... Do they know who you are when you walk in? Yeah. Okay. And the real estate person said, she goes, oh. And she said, hey, come here. Out of the back room walks Anastasia. Anastasia. I, I'm used to saying Anastasia because of... Uh, My friend fun. Anastasia? Yeah, Anastasia. Oh, no way. Yeah. She's selling her house. She's selling her house. Yeah, yes. she's moving to... Uh, Florida. F- Fort Liquordale. Yeah. Uh, Wilton Manors. Beautiful home. Yeah. She sent me the listing. Yeah. So I'm. Um, so oh, I, that house is gorgeous. It is gorgeous, and I've been looking. It's not big enough for me though. But it's it's the it's, it's um it's this. Yeah, it's many different levels. And that backyard. And with as the pool. I approach my golden years, I don't want to stay no. stairs. You don't. Stairs. There's a lot of stairs. There's a lot of stairs. So, but uh, it's a really adorable house, and um, because I need I you know I need some place to put all of my stuff. Yeah. I have too much stuff. Yeah. I have, you know, so anyway, um, it was a, a, a cute surprise. Yeah. Beautiful. It's always home. interesting to go into people's homes. That's why I always, um, uh, when people are in from out of town, that's the act- activity I take them on Sundays is to go to open houses because it's, it's, you, it tells you everything you know, need to know about Los Angeles and who lives here and, and, uh, and how much money people have here. Exactly. Their relationship to money or their relationship to abundance. It, it's very informative. Yeah. I love it. I could usually do about six, six in a day. And what do you hope to get out of it? I'm taking in information. Like even when I go shopping at the mall or something, a lot of times I won't buy anything, but I'm looking to see what's happening at retail for my own uh, you know, social files. And then um, if there is something brilliant, I'll get it. But uh, uh, I'm looking to see, because I do need a new house and I want a new house. We're but still wanna... waiting for this bubble to burst. I know. And everybody keeps saying it's here. It's going to happen. It's really soon. I've said this. On my street, there are 
six houses under construction because my street, it's an old neighborhood. And so every time the house sells, they tear down the house. And by the way, they're not of, cheap. They're not cheap. They they build one of those, you know, those houses, they're, they're, they're box. There's a square box and then black metal and then glass. They're doing all those in Malibu now too. Yeah, That's all there is. Those ones are not going to age very well. No. Those are all the ones that they're doing in Malibu, like on the water when you drive. Yeah. They've become that like neo, yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, they look prefab in a way. Yeah. You know, but, uh, and there are a lot of those McMansions here um, in, in West Hollywood that, that um, they turn, they tear down smaller houses and build those things. But uh, I like, um, I like a modern mission uh, Spanish style where they take the Spanish style but they build a new house with that same style. Yeah. That's what I love. There's one in my development like that, that just, it. every time, David and I will walk every night. We walk about three, three and a half miles. Mm. And every time we pass it up- Are you looking for dates? Always uh-huh. looking for dates. Uh-huh. Every time I pass it, it's my favorite house. Never expected it to be up for sale. Mm-hmm. And it's up for sale. Oh, wow. It's gore, just 6,000 square feet. I mean, a house way too big for us. But, Is but, it? Yeah, it's with remarkable. even with your eyeglass collection. My eyeglass collection alone, with my shoes, shoes. I could fill two thousand square feet. Yeah. Although I see you trying to come for me. Yeah, um, we're look. We're at my office, and I have one of those um, racks, those spinning racks. Yeah, it's that, a standing rack. A standing rack that has all of my. And that's glasses. the one. The other one, the smaller one, is that's one, the one I got you. Correct. But and you have yours filled. Filled. And see, you 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 could probably use the one that I have. I could fill one. that one. Too. Yeah. It's and I have all my eyeglasses and in your there, sunglasses and sunglasses. Um, but I, I have so much stuff. I want to. I do want to let go of stuff. But um, you know, same. You know, I can I show you these shoes I got at um at Cabazon? Calvin Klein. Oh, in yes. New York. He's doing. Uh, you know, you went to Calvin. I, I'm not a Calvin person. No, I was at Barney's in New York. Yeah, and I saw them there, and uh, I, Raph Simmons is now doing. Oh, is Calvin he the head Klein. designer? Yeah. And he's doing this cowboy oh, boot. Oh my God, shut that, look at that. the front door. This is, what, what, that's like a pony, it's like a uh, it's, pony. It's, it's a cow. It, well, yeah, it's, it's obviously, it's a it's cow hair or something, but it's, it's probably, done with, the, it, what's that spot? If of, I had to guess, it would be. Dalmatian. There's not, well, it kind of is Dalmatian. It, it's but spotted it, like a Dalmatian. Like a Holstein cow. Yeah. And it's got this red, red. it's a cowboy boot. It's yeah. got this red stripe down the side and this this tip here. That's a CK on it. Yeah, it's a... Uh, which looks like an Irish dancing cloth. Yeah. At the very tip, the tip of the toe, is it chrome. has a metal plate Like a chrome plate that says Calvin Klein. That says a CK on it. But I'd like to believe that the CK is for Shaka Khan. Same. Yeah. And it's black and white and red all over. Yeah. And you know what I did is... What? Um, oh my God, those are so ridiculous. adorable? Yes. I went and bought... Several pairs in different colors and different shapes. And different How many sizes. colors? I have is- a I have a, a a pastel pink. This not, but this is this is a, a not the pony. This hair. is a calf one. No, this um this is a calf boot. The one I have is the other ones are ankle boots. Oh, they're short. In the same okay. The same that's an mess. actual up to the knee or calf up to the calf for yeah. you. For me, it'd be up to my thigh. Yeah, yeah. Boot. So I got um you know me maybe six pairs or something. At Calvin. All the same designer. Yeah, seven pairs maybe. Oh my! But I like God. I love you know I love my Western wear. I was gonna say you will wear them. I love my Western. I, well, why don't you get rid of some of the? Maybe you can sell some of the other. Get ones. rid of some of oh the other God. shoes? See? Are See? you kidding? I sell mine. You sell your shoes. I sell mine on eBay and I sell mine drag con because I got to make room for the new. Yeah. 
And I, well, I have a I lot could, of designer shoes. Well, I could do that with some of the suits that I've worn. Like that suit I wore to the one some award show. I can't wear that again. Yes, you, you can know. sell them. I, I know that, sell, you, but I'm not going to make any money off of it. It's going to be pennies on the dollar for sure. No, not necessarily. But I don't want anybody in eBay saying eBay saying, "Oh, child, I'm selling Miss Paul's suit." Y'all Why? Come. Because it's creepy. Okay, it might be creepy, but who cares? If you sell it and make money... See, the whole thing is people will buy it because you wore it. Right. Well, they do that on open houses. All the real See, estate... See, there you go. All the real estate people say, well, you know who lives here. Exactly. Yeah. That's what they do because they think, ooh... I want Kathleen I want a, Turner's house. I want a piece of that. I want a piece of that uh, 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 carrot top. Yes, I want to slip in Ryan Philippi's pool. Yes. Ooh, ooh, ooh girl. Yes. Oh, uh, you mean Cla- John Claude Van Damme slept in here? Uh huh. What John Ham? Who? Uh huh. Oh, the the Landry sisters. Oh yeah. Oh, I'd buy that one. The, yeah. I'd buy that one. Audrey, Audrey slept here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. For, for sure. So I, I mean, I get it. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a break. We're going to be right back. Michelle, you're cooking those blue apron meals. They're so delicious, aren't they? They are not only delicious, they are easy. Listen, if you're a busy parent or a busy person, yeah. I, I started getting these because I have kids who are like, listen, I'm hungry. I run out of ideas to cook. I don't know what to do on the fly. Yeah. But with Blue Apron, I don't have to worry about it because it's all there. That's right. And it takes the guesswork out of it because yes! you don't have to go to the grocery store and go, oh my goodness, what am I going to cook tonight? Honey, Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient recipe delivery service in the country for a reason. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And they achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients and building a community of home chefs. And they offer three plans. Two-person meal plan. That's obviously meals that serve two people. You can choose from eight new recipes per week with the choice to receive either two or three recipes any week. Then there's the family meal plan that we do. They serve four people. Choose from four recipes per week with the choice to receive either two, three, or four recipes any week. And then, guys, they have a wine plan. Hey, y'all. Six bottles of wine from renowned winemakers delivered monthly. It's convenient with variety. They deliver fresh, pre-proportioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes right to your door that could be cooked in under 45 minutes and the men- the menus change every week based on what's in season and it's designed by Blue Apron's in-house culinary team flexible like there we went on vacation yeah. I just went on the app and I said skip delivery this week oh that's perfect and then it says you know you just unclick it and it's back on yeah high quality Blue Apron sends only non-GMO ingredients and meat with no added hormones so check out this week's menu and get your $30 off at blueapron.com slash rue blueapron.com slash ru because you know Blue Apron it's a better way to cook hey are you hiring have you been posting your position to job sites and waiting forever for the right people to see it well honey zip recruiter knew there was a smarter way so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for. They identify the people with the right experience and they invite them to apply to your job. Now, these invitations have revolutionized how you find your next hire. In fact, check this out. 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. Just one day? One day, Rue. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive so you never miss a great match. No, I like the sound of that. Exactly. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. That F word is back again. <laughs> free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Rue. That's ZipRecruiter 
ZipRecruiter.com slash Rue. ZipRecruiter.com slash Rue. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Michelle Visage. So, uh, the Walk of Fame. I guess by now the ceremony has already happened. It's already done. <laughs> How was it, Rue? Well, um, you know, I, I get verklempt every time I start to think about it because it's all I ever wanted. I mean, think about it. Yeah. And for me, it means something personally because of you and your right by the Go-Go's. Uh-huh. Which for me... I'm next door to the Debbie Reynolds though, I think. And I'm that's next amazing. Star over. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. But it's... it's Where it's, are the Go-Go's? The Go-Go's are right by where... Oh, in front of the hot dog stand? In front of... Um, the hologram world of wonder yeah in front of there yeah um it's just a really full circle in this weird kind of way in my life Mm -hmm. that the band that changed and shaped my life growing up is right next to you who changed and shaped my life in so many ways it's just amazing and what was it like for you not to get it because that's all part of the pomp and circumstance but when they found out that you were there's a whole thing you have to go in front of a committee yeah yeah. And I know Kristen Chenoweth is one of the ones on the committee. Oh. Well, and, the, well you know, I, I like to believe that it's like that scene in Flashdance where she goes for the audition in front of the table of people and does her last Flashdance. Uh-huh. You know? That's a, the big one. That's the big one. And what the, was it like when you heard that you had been approved? Well, I was about to get on the bus. I know I talk about hating the bus, but I was about to get on the bus here in Los Angeles. I I had taken my car in, uh, one of the cars, to the the Volvo dealer, uh, which is 1979 Volvo, yes, um, for an oil change. So I jumped on the bus to go back to West Hollywood. The bus still running? The bus still running. And um, Theron called me. Why is she taking Uber or Lyft? You know what? Okay. um, I um, I have an issue with all of that. You have an issue with that, but not the bus? Yeah, well, um, sometimes I take Uber. We took an Uber last night to okay. that party. Okay. Um, oh, and I took I take Lyft. I take them all. Okay. Um, I just jumped on the bus. There's something nostalgic I have about just jumping on the bus. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, I was about to get on. Theron called me and said, um, Rue, you're going to get a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And I said, shut the front door. Shut the front door. And I was... So excited. I wish I wanted to tell the other people on the bus. Right. But then they'd say, then nigga, why your ass on the bus? (laughs) 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 They won. Oh my God. (laughs) Then you're paying for all of our bus fare. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Oh my so, god! So you know, um, I so you did it. I did. I did. And I, 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 ever since that day, which I found out last year, uh, sometime it was going to happen. Um, you know, I every time I think about the times, is it like when, a pinch myself moment. It is every time I, you know, I think about the times when I would come up here from San Diego and with my family, and I'd say, "Well, just drop me off on Hollywood Boulevard because I want to look up and down the boulevard and see all the stars and just you know sort of imagine myself." on that sidewalk and um there's nothing like the first time the first time i ever came to la i was 21 i was in seduction and the first time you come to hollywood boulevard you realize hey what a dump it is Mm -hmm. and but not as much as it was back then correct they've cleaned it up um and b how many people are and how far the walk of fame goes Mm -hmm. and this isn't palm springs walk of fame kiddo this Mm -hmm. is hollywood walk of fame and Mm -hmm. you know i had to find 
you know, and then go to Grauman's and, and yeah. for me, Marilyn Monroe was everything at that point in my mm-hmm. life. So taking my picture with my friggin' Sony disc camera. Oh my God. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like it was those moments and I could imagine you as a kid just seeing, yeah. seeing RuPaul, RuPaul, is it going to be RuPaul or RuPaul Charles? It's going to be RuPaul. Yeah. Oh my God. All, yeah. Yeah. Imagining it. And, and you know, a friend of mine was t- t- talking last night about, um, you know, w- wishing or turning thoughts into fruition or wishing, um, you know, materializing your thoughts. Thoughts you know? become things. Yeah. But, uh, and we were talking that, you know, in the world of dreams, there is no real timeline. When I was, I used to do the same thing with Sunset Boulevard. I would um, walk up and down Sunset Boulevard in the 70s thinking, I want my a billboard on Sunset Boulevard. And back then, it was crowded with so many billboards of music stars of and movies they're, 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 no this is before Angeline was in it in the 70s yeah she's the <clears throat> 80s oh. in the 70s it was this huge thing up and down Sunset Boulevard like yeah. littered crowded with uh, there's still some on Sunset but what's on Sunset today is a mere fraction of what there used to be I wonder with why Cher and Diana and Andy Gibb and all these people the Bee Gees why do you think they took them down because it, it, it's too expensive. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. But I would walk up and down there thinking, I want this to happen. And it's funny because when you go into dream time or wishes or what you want to happen, there isn't a linear timetable. What I dreamt did actually happen. It, I didn't know it would be 40 years later. Well, they say when you're manifesting in all these great books, Infinite Possibilities, The Secret, whatever... You can't worry about how. Yeah, right. And you can't worry about when. When, right. You just have to place your place your order to the yep. universe. Yep. And it's true when we focus so much on what we don't want mm-hmm. that that's what the universe hears the yeah. loudest. And guess what we get? Yep. That. Yep. So if you focus like Rue did and look up and down Hollywood Boulevard or yeah. Sunset People, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. looking up and down there... Um, you fulfilled your you were self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, because the times when I was walking up and down Sunset and Holly and Hollywood Boulevard, looking for dates, looking for dates. Um, don't take less than a hundred. Uh, <laughs> that was that was the that was like seventy five, seventy six, seventy seven. All of all in there. You were young. Yeah. Uh, and actually, even earlier, I remember it being up here in seventy four, uh, staying at my cousin's and going up there. Um, so 74 and then Drag Race started in 09. I think the first billboard <clears throat> on Sunset was probably um, 2011, 2011. Of Drag Race? Of Drag Race. So, so just a few years after you first envisioned it. It's just a few years. <laughs> mere years. years. I don't know how many years that is. I've but, had two grown children. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but you okay. know. But it happened, and that's really what the story is. It is what the story is. But I think most people, though, are afraid of their dreams coming true. Well, of course, you know. They feel more comfortable uh, with the the dreams not happening. Nicole Schertzwinger said it best, be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it. You just might get it. And it's true. Yeah. But I think there is a fear of, (gasps) what happens happens when I do make it? Well, you keep planting seeds, baby. You 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 plant seeds all along the way, Johnny Appleseed, and uh, you know because you, so you can have some apple pie, mm. you know some apple fritters. Mm. Wait, what did you just call me? A fritter. Uh huh. Um, you no, know, that's that's the truth. That's the truth. And I, most people manifest 
so many negative and you know they get it from their parents of you course know, it gets passed down and people don't know the difference between uh manifesting positive concepts as to as opposed to negative ones well it goes you know what it boils down to because i'm a victim of this and my daughters are victims of it my husband is choosing fear over love yeah and we we live in such a scary world, especially now, and a scary society that fear is the instant thing we go to. Obviously, I don't mm-hmm. want that. I'm scared of that. I don't mm-hmm. want to get cancer. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be homeless. I don't want... These are not things that people set out for in life. Right. And because... I don't want a curly perm. I don't want a curly perm. I want a relaxer. Yeah. But instead of saying, you know, I'm whatever, I'm abundance flows my way, mm-hmm. I am successful, I am wanted, I am loved. Mm-hmm. We focus on what we are scared of the most and we focus on it ad nauseum. Right. I don't want to be fat. I'm sick it. of being fat. I don't want to be ugly. I don't I don't want to be out of work. And we, we do obsess over it. Mm-hmm. And we're obsessing over the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And people would make fun of me when I was young for writing my name over and over how I was going to sign Practicing my, your autograph. my autograph. When really, those are the things you want your kids to do. Mm-hmm. You want them to dream that big. Maybe that autograph will be when they graduate med school yeah. and they're signing their diploma. Whatever. It could be anything. doesn't mean that every kid is going to want to be a celebrity, a movie mm-hmm. star, a princess. It means that they're setting up the thoughts for the future and encourage that. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's hard because then kids get caught into the world of their other friends mm-hmm. who are telling them, no, blah, you know, and society tells them, no, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not white enough. You're not, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and they focus on that. Yeah. And we have to turn shit around, especially with the regime that's, that's in power right now. We have to turn shit around so they know that everything that they want is valid. Mm-hmm. But to focus on that stuff and not the stuff they don't want. Yeah, but, but, it, but even ha- that said, you know, uh, I got into show business and I thought that, you know, being famous would feel that God-sized hole in my soul. And that once the whole world said, we love you, that it would all... My life would be easy street. This is an important lesson, kids. Listen, it was it, that did not happen. And um, by the time I was forty, and I stepped away from the business for a while, and got into therapy, and got sober, and all that stuff, um, uh, I reassessed what it would take to fill that that emptiness. And I realized I had to fill that, and not some outside force, some outside entity. It was me that was missing from that equation. And because once, once you took the drugs and alcohol away. Once you took the drugs and alcohol away, I was left with me. And I, I, had to, I just says, what do you like? What would it take to get you out of bed? What would it take to motivate you to, to write a song or get up on that stage or to, con- to continue doing this work? And I realized I love creativity i love colors i love music i love dancing and laughing laughter and all that stuff so that's what motivates me now i honestly i a lot of times i was doing a lot of that stuff early on to get my father's approval right but there was nothing on earth that could wake him up nothing right. nothing which isn't your responsibility none, none of my business wait look i'm saying like ashes in the urn it's none of my concern correct you know but I, it was my concern because i wasn't educated before i was it was a child's concept of fulfillment which is fair enough which and, is fair and enough until we become more enlightened that's what we strive for yeah and as kids let's be honest that's all you know it's true you want mommy and daddy's approval of course yeah even my kids now if i say 
I feel like most of the time they don't give a shit. But then there was a time where it's like, I'm really upset and they know it. And they'll come over to me and say, I'm, I'm sorry, because they know they let me down. It's not that I yelled at them. It's not that I punished them. It's like, I can't fucking believe mm-hmm. that you would do that. Mm-hmm. And it's not a letdown to me. I'm disappointed that you would let yourself down that way. Right. But that's how we teach them. That's the children are our future. And it is up to them, to us, to teach them. Yeah. So just like you said a few minutes ago, was you had to figure out how to fill that God-sized hole. Mm-hmm. God, I, don't, I, I yeah, know my okay. mind goes there same, too. Same, yeah, but no, yeah, yeah. You had to do it without king size Snickers and Reese's. You had to do it without weed. You had to do it without alcohol and and without a father. So you were left on your own to go. My husband struggles when I tell you my heart breaks for him with daddy issues. Mm. His father's alive, mm-hmm. and when I tell you his father is mentally not, he's just checked out mm-hmm. he's never said i love you he's mm-hmm. never been a father he's been a worker they've got five kids my husband's the youngest the mother's been way more involved mm-hmm. the father will never give him what he wants yeah and he's having such a hard time making peace with that mm-hmm. and it's hard to tell somebody you're gonna have to let it go you're never gonna get that from your right. father right and you had to come to the point where you realized you're never going to get that from your dad. You're never Well, gonna. and I've said this many times right here on this podcast. I also had to take it a step further. It's like, okay, um, I'm invested in wanting to get my father to say, hey, kiddo, I see you. I finally see you. But I also had to look at, at what I was getting out of of being um, sort of a victim of his negligence, a victim of his um, uh, ignoring me. I realized yeah, getting that- Getting off on it? Yeah, I got a payoff. I Because of that, I got to say to the world, you know what? The world's dealt me a nasty hand. You know what? F you, world. You know what? I have every right to act like this now. Got it. Because I've been victimized by the world. So you know what? So I held that victimization. And justified it. I justified it. And I used it as justification for bad behavior. Interesting. So in letting that need for my father to recognize me, in in letting that go, I had to also ask myself, are you willing to let go of... The, the the free pass you get for this behavior because that behavior I had to become accountable for that bad behavior that that situation allowed did that make any sense what I just said yes okay so um in and I you know I I had to be willing to let go of the payoff I got from being a quote unquote well victim. first of all you had to acknowledge that you were getting a payoff it, acknowledge it and then you had to be consciously willing to say all right. I'm going to let go of this. Pay- it's like poppers. You're going to have to let go of the popper payoff. Please don't say I have to let go of the popper. Sorry, I'm, I'm here to tell you. Uh-huh. You're going to have to let go of the popper payoff, but consciously going, I really like the way I feel in this, but I have right. to forego it from now on. Yeah. And that's when the work can begin. That's when, that's when, and because you have to leave room for a new consciousness to, to, to live. <laughs> yeah. Because... That whole concept of oh I'm a victim my father I'm victim and and um you know what and I and I I'm gonna act out because I have every right to because of what happened that takes up a lot of space in your consciousness a lot of space a takes a lot of, a lot of energy yep but it's also the easiest place to go the yeah. easy I, it happens every day I yeah. see it I see it with my kids and me because I've played it too. I, I really we all do. We all yes. do. But when I see it, I'm more sensitive to it with my kids and I hate it more than anything. Mm-hmm. Especially being a woman in a man's world, you can't do that. And I when I see them, I'm like, knock out of everything that they do, 
The victim thing? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. not flying in my house. Mm-hmm. No way. You're strong. You have a mouth. You have a brain. Use it. Yeah, work it out. Make work it sure out. you work it out. Figure it out for yourself. You're old enough now. Yeah. But don't be a victim. But, you know, uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame, Billboard on Sunset, you know, the work, you know, you get to that place and the work is still not done. I, I, I have to maintain a spiritual balance and I have to maintain uh, a work ethic. So, you know, getting to that place isn't necessarily a plateau. It's just, it's the bottom of the next mountain, you know? So I have to stay engaged. And I, everyone out there listening, you know, life is a series of challenges. And uh, it's just, it's how you, it's, it's, it's not, what's that, that thing? It was in Nile Rogers' book, um, uh, Le Freak. He's got a book. He says, it's, it's not how you, how you get drowned out by the rain, but it's how you dance in the water. Something, it's right, right, something right. beautiful. An analogy, right, it's right. an analogy that just says, it's, it's, it's the journey. It is the journey. Yeah. It's not. It's you. It's it's not how you get to the finish line. It's it's. Oh, our producer has the what, quote. What's the quote? Life, life isn't about. Life isn't about surviving the storm. Surviving the storm. It's about learning to dance. It's right? about learning to, to dance, dance in, in the, the rain. rain. Let's say it one more time. Life isn't about surviving the storm. It's about Dancing learning to dance, to dance in the rain. In the rain. Yeah. Did I screw yeah. it up? Yeah. No, no, that was right. Yeah. And there's going to be rain. There's going to be clouds. There's going to be sunshine. All of that. And hopefully, it doesn't matter if you walk. It doesn't matter if you run. It's it's get to the finish line, in your way. Yeah. And it's not going to be easy. These things are, especially with the society that we live in, with the the madness of the world, the social media. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody's an expert. You are the only expert on you, mm-hmm. and do what's right for you. But always reach for the best and don't settle for less. If you didn't. If you didn't reach for that billboard on Sunset Boulevard, if you didn't reach for that Hollywood star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, it's like you never would have gotten it. And pl- You're an unlikely me, kid. There were plenty of times when I thought about stopping. Yeah. <laughs> plenty yeah. of times. Yeah. But somehow I trudged through. All right, so Michelle, after this break, we have our superstar guests. Rue, whose bed have your boots been under? Well, several beds. I heard. Uh, but um, we'll ask Shania Twain that same Man, question. Man, <laughs> I feel like a woman. <laughs> She's right after this break. You know, Michelle, a mutual friend of ours is going through a very difficult time. And the first thought that came to mind was, why don't you go to Talkspace and create an account so you can have your own personal therapist to tell things, you know, of course, he's told me certain things, but there are things you can't really tell a friend, a close friend. That's where Talkspace comes in. You could tell someone who relates to you, who you don't have to, you know, uh, it's not like a friend who you might be embarrassed about certain things. And that happens a lot. It does happen a lot. You can't, listen, you have best friends and you could tell everything to you and sometimes they can help you. Sometimes they just can't. Yeah. The people at Talkspace can because that's their job. Yes. It's an online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you need is a computer with internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app, which to me is the easiest way. That means you can improve your mental health even if you've had trouble making it time for it in the past, which is always an excuse for a lot of people. You can't imagine fitting anything else into your life? Well, with Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a text, a message, get something off your chest whenever you need to, talk about everyday challenges at work or 
or at home, just chat about life. There's no extra commutes, no leaving the office, and no judgments. And remember that therapy isn't just about venting your innermost thoughts or digging into childhood memories. It's also about practical stuff, everyday struggles. You know, we all have them. The Talkspace platform is over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges we all face. So to match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of a traditional therapist, go to Talkspace.com slash Rue and use the offer code RU to get $30 off your first month. I'm telling you, you don't have to do it alone. It's Talkspace.com, offer code RU. We've got our special guest star here. Shania Twain is with us. How lucky are we? How lucky are we? I was telling Shania, first time we ever interviewed her, we were on WKTU in New York City. My goodness, that's right. Because they were, we were getting a lot of country artists because we had just switched over to being a dance station. But she also had the remix of Still the Was oh, it Still the One? Right. No, no, no. It was the other. It was, it was uh, a, a ballad they turned into a, a dance song. But it, it was Love to Infinity did it. Hmm. Uh, you got me on that yeah. yeah but the new album is called what now it's called now shania now why'd you okay. decide to call it now well you know it's been so it's been 15 years since i've had a studio album and it's been a long transition period from who i was then and who i am now so this is me now and it represents uh who i am today and you know there's a lyric on my album that's one of my favorite lyrics, and I think represents the, the whole concept. Well, you know, I'm still myself, but I've changed. And, yeah. You know, haven't we all? We just evolve. And so this is who I am now. Yeah, it must be very difficult, especially when so many fans around the world want you to stay t- as one thing. But you, uh, we naturally evolve. How do you reconcile that with yourself? Is it lots of therapy? <laughs> well, you know, music, yeah, lots of therapy. Music is my therapy, and I need music. Um, I turn to music, you know, that's my shoulder, that's my best friend. I vent in my little solo writing sessions, and I wrote this whole album myself. Wow. So, a lot of solitary time together, a lot of, you know, um, therapy, just alone and isolated, which I need, I need that. And uh, so it's, I poured my heart out in the album. Yeah, because I think there are 15, 16 songs on the album. 16 songs. So, of, of, so in all that time, how many did you write? How many got cut? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I'm, I'm an ongoing writer, so I'm always writing. I've got hundreds of songs, but um, I recorded 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just narrowed it down to 16. And when it you sit difficult. down to write... And you're alone. Do they just come to you? Do, you, do or are you one of those people that has to wake up in the middle of the night, tape recorder, talk about the idea, go back to sleep? That does happen to me. I do wake up. I dream about ideas. Uh, they come to me anywhere. You know, I'm, I'm inspired by life and everything around me. And I, yeah, I come up with ideas randomly, which is um, kind of fun to be honest, because I don't really consider it a discipline. Mm-hmm. The discipline is more in narrow, you know, honing in on taking a concept or or an idea or multiple ideas and then structuring a three-minute song out of it. Mm-hmm. That's where the discipline comes in and um, real focus. Yeah. Wow. Now, so um, I read in the New York Times that your son is loves dance music. How did, is that, how did he get onto dance music? He would think uh, he'd be doing rock or something else. How did the dance music come around for him? Well, he just turned 16, so... <clears throat> It's. I think it's probably just more of a generational thing for him. Because he's um, in Europe, though, right? Age. Yeah, we spend. We, we live in Switzerland, um, but we spend a lot of time in Bahamas as well. He's all mm. over the place. I mean, we mm. travel everywhere. We're always traveling a lot, so he's very international. 
I don't know. I think he's just, he loves the EDM scene. It's a Euro flair. Mm-hmm. That's you know, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He loves because, you know, in America, there's always been sort of not a taboo, but a stigma attached to dance music. Not so much anymore. No, but you're right. Always but has. But Europeans have always loved dancing. What was part of the decision for, for your last um, your album from 15 years ago uh, to, to do an international album with, with all these dance mixes on mm-hmm. it? What was that about? Well, first of all, I love, uh, I love versatility. Or don't we all? <laughs> and this this album, the, the current album now, is very versatile within itself. Mm-hmm. And the the music from years ago that I did, um, I just felt that it had a lot of a lot of it had potential to be more um, versatile within mm-hmm. you know that the songs had more um, potential, and it was just fun to take them out of the box a little bit and explore yeah. that. It was really more about just experimenting and having fun with that and not being limited by any specific genre. Yeah. Well, did you ever think, you know what? I, I'm done with music. Um, I don't need to put out another album. Well, you know, I lost my voice, my singing voice for a long time, and I thought I would never put out another album anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and felt, you know, maybe it is time to give that what up. What period but... of time did you not have a voice? Uh, what well, years? I, I got Lyme's disease in 2004, uh-huh. and one of the side effects for me was damage to my, what I would just explain quickly as like the receptors to my vocal cords. Yeah. And so I ended up with a lot of issues uh, being able to control my voice. So I, that was 2004. Mm-hmm. Did it present that way? Like, did you know you had it because something was happening with your voice and you didn't know what it was? Uh, no, I knew I had Lyme disease. I, 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 I was diagnosed with it on, you know, in the moment, and I treated it in the moment. Um, but I didn't realize. And then the voice started going. But I was on tour, and I just thought it was the end of the tour, and I mm. thought it was just fatigue. Mm-hmm. Right. And I said, okay, well, I just need to get my voice arrested. It'll all be fine. Mm-hmm. And I went home and nested with my young son. He was, you know, just a toddler still. And, and thinking, okay, yeah, this will all just come back in a little bit of time, and it never did. Oh so, my God. And then, you know, after pursuing it, I realized that it was nerve damage to the vocal cords. But Metaphysically speaking, though, what do you think losing your voice was really all about? Obviously, you have your voice back. But looking back in hindsight, what was that? What did that period mean in a metaphysical uh, with metaphysical eyes? Well, I, I, I was grieving this huge loss. Like I'd lost... Um, uh, like I'd lost, it's like if you were to lose your vision, imagine if you lost your vision or your hearing. To me, I'd lost one of those vital, vital um, elements of my existence, my, my joy, my, 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 my joy expression was gone and I was grieving mm. and it was like something really, really um, deep in me died and I, I grieved all that time. So I'm just grateful that I'm, that had to, to make again. it worse. I'm grieving sure. it made it worse. I'm because sure. you had does, gone through yeah. that with your parents. You had gone through that before. I mean, when you look at your whole life and you go, "Oh, there's that period." Oh my God! And then there's this period. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm I'm just trying. I, I I don't know if there is even an answer to that. But you're in a, you're in an age where you can see and go, "Oh, I know exactly what that meant," and mm-hmm. how it changed you. How going through it gave you arms of steel. You know what I mean? And you know what, what what I find so empowering right now in my life when you talk about age and where you know where we are in our lives uh, at any given time. 
What is most empowering to me is talking about it. Yes. You see, so many things in my life, losses, disappointments, whatever, we all go through them. Mm -hmm. But I never talked about anything in any depth before. Um, And now I just feel like, what? What is it? Like, what's with that? It's just so much more, it takes courage to take, to, to, to take that step forward. Yes. I've, got a, I've got a song on this album called Swinging With My Eyes Closed. And that, mm-hmm. that explains it best, that term. You got it. Sometimes you just, I feel like I've been going through my whole life swinging with my eyes uh-huh. closed. Uh-huh. But you've got to step forward even when you don't know. You've got to fight for whatever your right is or for whatever it is that's yours mm-hmm. in front of you. But sometimes that means you've got to take that step without knowing what's in front of you. Sure. You've got to blindly believe in yourself yeah. sometimes you just yeah. you, we don't know what's around the next corner and so one loss after the other one disappointment after the other you know that more is going to come yeah but you can't just freeze and die right you got to go forward you got to go through it right um yeah and i guess it, it is to be expected when you have high highs and madam you have had some high motherfucking highs <laughs> amen <laughs> you know i mean what in in this business i mean you know Come on, the, you, your career is is a storied, uh, amazing. You're up there with the greats. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And now, I, a minute ago, I asked you about the song uh, "Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know" by Britney Spears, and I, because I, I'm, aside from your own talent, I love the male background vocals on your song. <laughs> I love when a female artist uses male background yes. vocals. Yeah. And on "Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know," which you co-wrote is mm-hmm, that correct mm-hmm. uh the britney spears classic my second favorite britney spears song about that's terrible to say isn't it no why no. My, it's my second favorite no, there, there's, a lot, of there's a lot of britney spears from. yeah right. um but in the bridge um the the male background vocals go i need to love i have a cold <laughs> i need to love you love i don't want to be the only one it does and it goes really high and i asked who is that singing that well that would be my ex-husband it, uh, i didn't know he yeah. sang yeah on 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 um the three albums that he produced mm-hmm. uh it is only he and I on on the backing. On all wow. those background vocals, all the backing vocals. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah, there are no it's a other lot vocalists. Of extra work, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's interesting about? Uh, I have a theory, and I love those out those three albums, and uh, and I love the new album, which is called Now, which is out right now. Um, there, you know what? For someone my age, um, the albums have a, a nice mixture of seventies rock. Uh, vernacular that I that is embedded in my psychology, and a mix of country, which I love country music. That balance is so incredible. Now, when you first heard the first album that uh, that, that Mutt had done, uh, uh, what was your first thought? Because it, it's it, you knew it'd be revolutionary, and you knew that the old guard in in Nashville would go, um, "Wait a minute, hold up! What's she doing? What's going on?" Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that just uh, me growing up listening to, um, you know, hit radio, top 40 radio in Canada, gave I, it, it appeals to me to hear diversity. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I was listening to, you know, in that case, I would be listening to Stevie Wonder, and then the next song might be The Carpenters, and then the next one might be Dolly Parton, and mm-hmm. then Glenn Campbell, and then mm-hmm. The Eagles. Uh, Eric Clapton. I mean, it was just so, it was a mishmash of genres and styles. Mm-hmm. 
in the same hour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I never felt that there were there were any limitations as far as what anything is. I, I didn't know what kind of station yeah. was I listening to. I don't know. I'm just listening to great music. Sure. So, you know, working with a a, a, a legendary rock producer didn't scare me. I was it would appeal to me. I yeah. loved the idea of meshing my more like folk style singer songwriter yeah lyrics and melodies with that edgier rock um and giving the attitude i mean i've got the attitude anyway and it was just (laughs) fun to you know it was a good it was a good blend infusion a good fusion you've got the right word yeah that's right now why do you live in switzerland what's what is it about switzerland that that keeps you there dunning no i've got obviously but uh no it is beautiful but things got really crazy for me for for a little while um or when I guess I would say when it started to get really crazy with the first success, I I am a very private person. I like living a normal life. I love nature, um, and I just like forgetting who I am mm-hmm. when I'm just mom. home home yeah. nesting and being mom and, and and all that stuff. So, um, and I love the French language, mm-hmm. and Switzerland was a beautiful choice all the way around. It has you know has winter. I love winter. Mm-hmm. Um, you do it's gorgeous weather. Well, I like. Uh, okay, let's put it this way. Switzerland has a much shorter and temperate winter than I'm used to coming from <laughs> northern Ontario, Canada. Yeah. So it was like really a sweet winter, you know. Um, so it was a great choice. And, and, and I got way better at French. And um, and then I ended up having a baby there and stayed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you have, you, you, are you a Swiss citizen? No. No, still I, I'm Canadian. Just, yeah, I'm still Canadian. Well, what's Upper Ontario? What town is that? Well, uh, Northern Ontario, Canada, um, has this little town called Timmins, which is a mining town. It's probably got about, I would say, maybe I don't know. I'm guessing around the average of fifty thousand people, fifty-five thousand mm. people. Mm-hmm. What would be the biggest city in Northern Ontario that we Toronto. would know? Toronto's Toronto. Northern. That's Ontario. is that Northern? Yeah, it, that would be like a ten-hour drive south. So yeah. you're really north. Oh, yes. Got right. it. So now, uh, um, I think it was two years ago or something, it was your like, a final tour that you did. Are you going to tour on the new album now? I will tour again. When I did the last tour, I was coming out of a Vegas, Las Vegas yes. residency. And, it was and very I missed successful. it. Oh, I missed it. Oh, darn oh, it. I, wish, I wanted to see it so bad. Oh, I wish you would have. And um, I think I you would have enjoyed it. it so I, I had a very successful run in Las Vegas, but it was a... You know, controlled environment. Sure. You know, the 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 the, the theater is, is is humidified for mm-hmm. the vocalists, and mm-hmm. the acoustics are superb, and everything's impeccable. Mm-hmm. So, in the first, uh, you know, stage effort since you know dealing with my voice issues, it was a good, safe environment. Sure. to take that chance. That and is. how long was the run? Two years. Wow. Yeah. So when I got through that, I said, "Well, I don't want to finish my stage performances." In such a safe place. It's such a, you know, maybe I need to get out there just one more time uh-huh. and see if I can do a tour and at least end that way. Yeah. Um, knowing that it would be pushing the limits. So I went out there, I did 75 shows. Oh my goodness. And That's just testing the water. Oh my goodness. 75 shows. Well, my confidence had been built through the Shania's seven period. shows is testing <laughs> the limits. <laughs> That's 75, darling. I know, but committing to, I mean, I did, I had done way more in Las Vegas. Sure. 
So I figured, okay, uh, let's let's do this, and then I'll say goodbye. Um, figuring that I probably w- I was pushing the limits, knowing that I was going to be now traveling at the same time with all of these other issues. Sure. But it was I. I surprised myself, and I, I did better than did I Did you have to work to get your voice back, or did you just wake up one day and go, it's coming back, or did you have to do the work? Huge physiotherapy. Very, oh, very, very hard. I've got to do it every time I sing. Um, I've got to do a very serious physiotherapy every time I sing. And, and leading up, it's almost like leading up to a tournament, so when mm-hmm. I want to do a, a tour, I've got to, like I'm a, an athlete, I've got to build up with the physiotherapy to then. It's a lot more work than, than, um, than any singer should have to do I would say but I don't know I'm not ready to give up yet that's all and, <laughs> and once I knew there was a chance that it would come back um when it, you know dabbling and you know playing with the with the therapy that was it I was really encouraged what does the uh, physiotherapy entail what is okay. it it's, that's a good question um okay so for example I take a mini trampoline with me on the road like a rebounder well, it's a trampoline. I don't know. Is it called a rebound? I think it's like, like a like this big. It's miniature. Yeah. 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 All right. So one of the things that I would do. So normally a a, a vocalist would do warm ups like I don't know, you know, and little thing trills and up and down scales and so on, like typical warm up things. So I do all of that, jumping on the trampoline. Mm-hmm. So that helps drop the larynx. So hmm. I've got. To, I'm dealing with all of the anatomy around the larynx. Mm-hmm. That is. Um, that is tensed up, compensating for the le- for the weakness in the vocal cords. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got to I've got to loosen that all up, mm-hmm. and then I've got to do exercise that build up the like I got to I got to do blow bubbles in a uh, in a bottle with a straw. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is speech therapy based. Mm-hmm. So if if you if you put Pilates, um, speech therapy, and singing uh, warm ups all in one workout. It's a workout. It's a full physical workout. Mm-hmm. Long mm-hmm. too. It's long. I need to yeah. do that for an hour and a half before each show. You what? are kidding me. No. I was thinking maybe half an hour. Oh no, 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 no. And an I'm exhausted and when I get, when I'm. And then you, you do know. what? A two hour, hour and a half, two hour yes, show? Exactly. So that's why, that's why I didn't think I was going to be able to do the tour, do a right, tour. Right. And when I went out and I did it, I had to build up, but I had to build my stamina up, obviously. So I really have to be so physically fit for a tour. Super woman. Oh, so you oh. are going to tour with the now album yes i'm gonna do it good girl all over the world every all over the world it's gonna be an international tour so oh I my could. goodness so do you, uh, we're gonna let you go but do you think that um your son is is gonna get into the business he is so obsessed with music he makes music he's not uh, a performer he doesn't seem to want to have anything to do with being mm-hmm. a performer mm-hmm. he writes arranges and you know programs Does he have that mama music. talent He's awesome. Oh, that's amazing. I, I, I don't want to jinx him, but he's really super talented. We, like, there's a lot of things that um, he can do at 16 that I could never do. I still really? can't do. I, oh, no, no, it's awesome. Like, he, he listens to Hans Zimmer and yeah. um, really complicated music. He's just got a very complicated vision of, of music and... Um. Yeah, I mean, he arranges everything. It's it's impressive. I'm impressed. Wow. Well, the album is called Now. I implore everyone out there to pick it up immediately. The Queen is back, <laughs> and I just I think you are the bee's knees. Just such a great human being. Your energy is so great. Your talent is so great. And you know, I think that um, I think the fact that you know there have been, you know, happenings in your life that have challenged you. I think it's. 
the greats are, those things are drawn to you only to prove how great you are. It's about because grit. You've, it's about yeah, grit yeah. and you've overcome all that. And, it, and the fact that you still say, you know what, I'm still going to do it. That says everything that everyone out there who may be going through some things needs to hear. And the chance to talk about things openly and share with each other. Yeah. You know, because we need to know we're not alone in, in any struggle, right? Like it's struggle and triumph. But I mean, we don't triumph alone. We need support. And, it's, and it does feel really good to share. So It really does. Because it, it's the secrets that, that really kill us and that, that really fester, you know. And you talking about the limes and what you went through is going to help people that are going through it as well. Exactly. I mean, you know, just, talk, just be more open about your weaknesses. It's okay. And I think that's more empowering. I think it shows more strength to say, look, you know, I've got a weak spot here. And this is what I got to work on. This is what I got to do to work with it. Um, And it just helps other people not feel so alone. I I believe in that. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, thank you, Shania Twain. It was a pleasure talking to you. Awesome. Until next time. Bye. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself. How in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get a name, man? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Hey.